let, let them talk. It makes them happy. It makes them feel good. They don't believe half. One of the services you provide is giving people something to talk about. Let, let them talk. It makes them happy. It makes them feel good. They don't believe half the shit they say. People want to talk. Yeah. It's fun to talk. Hate to be the bearer. Bad news, but I can't move with too many rap dudes. I respect dudes to my double M crew. But I'm just not that dude hanging on a who's who's and such. Casual, but some got room for not. Can't fool with niggas who put the rumors up. One of that quit rap music sex, but couldn't run a 4 2. So with you, I'm stuck within a booth. Truth, the only tool I trust. And the saying the locks, pro tools be stuck. You grindin' hot, they won't be cool with ya. They like assignment shops, they old news to us. Yo, 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 man, what's good? It's your boy Jay Bander here with another Epi for Cushy Coffee Podcast. Today we got in the building. The gods has blessed me with another god today. Uncle Bearable Productions in the building. I met this brother at the KVL. Shout out to KVL now, man, at the event. They just had the flower ball, and then we met. He got some dope-ass artwork in the studio right now. He got this fire-ass Nip- Nipsey Hustle piece, man. This shit, like, detail to detail, and, like, the AR head on this motherfucker with the gold chains, the... It's look crazy as hell, man. What's yeah, up, man? Appreciate it's, it's, you. It's definitely a one-on-one, man. I appreciate you having me slide by. Bless the mic. Bless the studio. Um, bless the whole vibe. Um, it wasn't by coincidence that we bumped into each other. You know, the universe lines stars up uh, accordingly. I'm just blessed to be here. For sure, bro. Appreciate you sliding. Shout out to Duncan for providing the coffee. Episode. Mm, we weren't supposed to say that, boy. That's all right. Get at me, Duncan. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. That's why I put the blue tape on him. But I guess we'll give him a little sponsor. Oh, Thanks, yeah, Duncan. Yeah. I'll be running on that <laughs> shit, though. I ain't going to cap. So, <laughs> what's up with you, man? Let him know what you're about real quick before we get in this conversation, though. Uh, just recently moved back to Chicago, maybe about five years ago. Um, been in Minnesota, just, you know, trying to make a difference in art, connect with people through art. Now I'm in Chicago, trying to make a difference in the scene here. Um, I've, I've done everything from photography, uh, videography. Now I'm uh, doing mixed medias and traveling and doing art shows. And I'm just using this as a platform to connect with people and um, just express my passion, my love. So you said you started off with photography? Yeah. Uh, How so long ago was that? Oh nine. All right. Um, I just felt like it's easy to stop somebody and just converse about nothing. Um, but it's a lot easier when you can uh, provide them with a product, um, give them something that you see in them. So me being uh, a photographer allowed me to see the ability in somebody who might not see themselves as an upcoming model. Um, so just photography was my initial approach, um, building those bonds, and then from there just making all things possible leading up to today. And then uh, photography became what, illustration or what? Um, so from photography, um, I did weddings. And then it just, the media for me, I just thought videography would be an easier approach with connecting with uh, hip-hop culture. Okay. Uh, everybody likes to say they the hottest, they the next. Uh, I also do music myself, so that didn't What? And we didn't that, open up none of your music, bro? Uh, because this is going to be my home. This is going to be my stumping grounds. This is going to okay. be where I, you know, I touch base and, you know, make sure that I'm updating everybody as far as what's approaching. 
Um, so doing music videos just seemed like it would be the easiest option for me outside of doing still uh, capturing the moment. Uh, and then from there, I just started painting because I felt like I was giving and putting so much into everybody, the potential that I seen in them, yeah. that I needed to reverse it and started to focus on me. So I think I think that's kind of like the same approach like I had, bro, like because uh, I would put so much energy into other people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it would be like so frustrating because like it would be satisfying, but it wouldn't be, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not for you, you know what I'm saying? You're not working for yourself. Yeah. You're not, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like um, in the same token, you know, putting into people just out of the kindness uh, of what you see, the potential, building yeah. on your craft and building on others and building the team, um, you slowly start taking away from yourself because the focus ain't on you no more. But the craft is in you. So yeah. it's like it's hard to break the two yeah. to differentiate, you know, what's good for you and what's good for them because, you know, they might not appreciate you even take an opportunity to give to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I just, I slowly started stepping back commission-wise because um, it's never been about the, the compensation off the project for me. Uh, I never let finances drive my ability, my talent. Um, and with that, I've remained humble. Uh, my pace is more um, feasible because you can see it in my work. Yeah. I'm not rushing projects. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a, a self-centered focus career for like last four years for me. How long have you been doing the music too? Um, probably right before '09. So you're doing music first before photography? Yeah, doing music because again, it's, it was the outlet for me to express. It's like a, a audio uh, diary. This is my way of expressing and sharing uh, emotions that a lot of people have. Um, Going back to when we was at the fashion show and I was saying I shifted to do painting to dodge medication. So not knowing then I was using music as the same outlet to express like how most people can't just sit down and just have a regular, we can't converse without it being judgmental. But yeah. if it's to a yeah. beat, then it's like, oh, I 100%. can vibe to this. It's the same message. 100%. As far as like, conversing with people too, talking about like shit that like people don't really talk about either. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. open conversation. That's kind of like why I kind of started this too. Cause people, a lot of people don't understand. Like I, I get therapy from this shit too. Cause I speak about shit with others yeah. that, and they don't really know I'm speaking about this experience all of myself. You know what I'm saying? And just try to get their perspective on things too. So mm-hmm. it's like very therapeutic for me too, man, just to talk to people. Cause I was always an introvert. So I never liked to conversate, talk to people. I was always like self-centered and shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then, like, the self-doubt, man. Did you deal with any of that self-doubt as a rapper? Uh, I can't say. Well, for the most part, you know, a lot of us have that arrogancy built in us. But then, like, when you're showing it or displaying it through your your talent, sometimes you could be a little self-doubt if you're comparing yourself or your uh, your medium, your talents to someone else's. Um, so a small portion of it, but now that I'm in the art, it's not a competitive sport for me. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's always going to be somebody who has a, a faster car, a bigger house, a 100%. bigger boat, a better brush for painting. Um, but, you know, you, you're not getting gunned down in the street for being a, a, <laughs> a fucking painter. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I can still get my message across. So it's, it's a safe uh, environment for me. And I get to you know, still 
get my message across. Yeah, with the music nowadays, man, it's fucking. Yeah. Motherfuckers just rapping about a life they don't even love, live, yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy how this rap game is. Like, open up a Wale, you know what I'm saying? There's not a lot of hip-hop artists out there like that that even gets limelight. Like, Wale was so underlooked, bro, in, in the hip-hop game. Yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, this dude's way more talented than some of these other dudes that got the limelight. Like, it's just crazy how, like, society pushes that shit on and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Those frequencies. That we yeah. Have. Like, a lot of positivity really don't get the, um, yep. the, the shine that it should. Because once you start... Thinking positive, you start moving positive. Moving start, differently. Yeah, you start changing things for the better in a positive direction. And dealing with some of that self-doubt, man, like how did you get over that hump of just like saying fuck it, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going to put it out. Like when you first heard yourself on like a, a rap a track, you know what I'm saying? Or you're like, man, this shit sounds trash. Or just, what are you going to think? Did you go through <laughs> thoughts like that? Yeah, so uh, how I actually initially got into just putting words behind beats and melodies and um, – had to be maybe 11, 12, me, my little brother, my oldest brother. Uh, we would always have friends come over and just listen to, like, B96, listen to the radio. Like, we wasn't putting on instrumentals. We were just – my brother was actually freestyling over the radio. And, like, his friends would be like, yo, that's hot. And I would sit back, and I'm just like – a couple days go by, and I'm like, y'all think this is hot? I know deep down in my soul I could do better than this. So it was almost like a small challenge. That's how I initially got into it. So – when I put my first track together, uh, I shipped it to one of my uh, homies out in L.A., and they was like, yo, I can get this on the radio for you. And I was like, where? You can get this on the radio for me? And once I heard myself on the radio, that's when it was just like, oh, so there's real potential behind this. And, and from there, I was just like, I don't think I could slow down. Yeah, yeah. And then it just kept building, kept building, kept building, kept building. And then the camera picked up because, what, you just needed some content? You're just like, fuck it, I'm going to start shooting photography too? Or that um, was just another way for you to get in the music industry, like you said earlier, right? When I got into doing photography. That was later on in years after 11, 12, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, just trying to push people to do better for themselves. So me finding somebody who I think got potential and boosting their self-esteem to say, Whatever it is that you've been doing, I feel like you could do better without me even knowing you. Yeah. Because the, the potential could or could not be there. But you might just need that initial approach. You might need somebody to be like, oh, I didn't know you seen this in me. Exactly. Because, you know, bro, that's, that's very overlooked in our, in our community. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people are very fucking talented, but nobody knows how to sit there and really lift self-esteem. It's always about bringing people down, not lifting them up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I honor you for that, man, just to look at other people. That's what we're supposed to do at Artists anyways as like a community of uh, men. You know what I'm saying? We're supposed to have conferences and, and have these meetings and build these fucking confidence boosters, you know what I'm saying, or uplift each other's self-esteem, just, you know what I'm saying, to get to that next level. Yeah. Like the shit that you probably dealt with chasing this now, you know what I'm saying, from photography, from being a rapper to photography to being an illustrator now, you know what I'm saying, a painter and and the, the trials and tribulations that came with all those, you know what I'm saying? To be where you're at now, though, you know what I'm saying? So it's like me and my cousin were just talking about this, too, like the things we dream about that we want to do, and we're, we're not realizing that we're really doing them already, the things that we already dreamed about, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> <laughs> No, so, like, it's crazy that you would even mention that because it had to be maybe two days ago. I'm sitting in the house, you know, enjoying the moment, vibing, me and my wife, and I just was like, hey, it's crazy. She's like, what? I'm like, I actually grew up and I became an artist. Like, I grew up and became something that I wanted to be. Like, 
I wasn't pushed into this narrative of life of, you know, not knocking those who nine to five, but I also nine to five, but this is my passion. Yeah. Like my nine to five is what keeps my Netflix on. Yeah. <laughs> Likewise, bro. But like, so this is like my ultimate goal. Like I want this to be my future always and forever. And you, and you're, you're living your future. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like the things that like, I, I was reading this book, um, becoming supernatural. And they talk about being programmed and reprogramming yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we get in the cycle of uh, every day we go into this 95, right? Mm-hmm. We go to this 95. So we already live in the past, present, and future every day. Because every day we're, we're stuck in this program, we know what tomorrow brings. You know what I'm saying? We know we got to get up at 4 in the morning. We know we're going to make our coffee. We know we're going to take this long-ass ride to work. You know what I'm saying? We're going to go to work that we don't like. Yeah. We might get a different position. It might excite us for a couple of weeks, but... And, It'd be the same routine all over again. So every day you got to change your now for the future to change. You know what I'm saying? Every moment you have. And a lot of people don't see the signs because they're too busy looking down. They ain't got their head up. They ain't conversation with people, especially at these network events. Bro, I be trying to yeah. tap in with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Because you just yeah. never know who you're going to meet. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of people just got to get out that shell and just go out there and network. And a lot of things that just happen, man, just organically. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't try to be anything different. Just be you. I agree. I also feel like being um, stuck in this vicious cycle of, you know, your Mondays are already going to be mapped out to the level of frustration on a Saturday. So you're already dreading Monday before Monday even comes. So you're not even mentally giving yourself the ability to enjoy that 24 hours on a positive note because of how life is already structured. So you walk in a room nowadays and nobody is speak to you. So it's like we're already there's so many missed opportunities just from walking in a room and not saying hey, anything, anything. And we're all here in the same community. That's the crazy thing, like abundance of in a room of fucking people. You know what I'm saying? And it's like energy that's there. But a lot of people are just stuck in their ego ways or, yeah. you know, what I'm saying they're just too good to talk to people. Fuck, I talk to everybody, man. Fuck that noise. <laughs> you know, we here to conversate. I just didn't come out. I went by myself to that KV event. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I just went there just like on straight business. Like, fuck it. I'm gonna go talk because uh, homeboy and them there through that event. I had them on the podcast and I fucking my I lost their fucking podcast. So I had to get another one. So I had to go you know what I'm saying, tap in with them again. You know what I'm saying? To let them know. I don't know if they thought some type of way, you know what I'm saying? I just wanted to clear it up. Like, yo, bro, I lost my shit. Yeah, I need to sit you guys down again. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Just because, I don't know, people could take that shit offensive. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, dog, what's up, bro? You, you went on your platform, you didn't share it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just wanted to make sure, like, yo, bro, like, <laughs> there's like six people, bro, I had to yeah. reschedule. And I got like two people in so far. They're going to be my third people. So I'm kind of grateful for that. You know, just to keep the, the relationship right. You know what I'm saying? Just honor the relationship that you build with people. You know what I'm saying? Because you never know, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Some shit like that. Like, people just take advantage of certain people to get out there. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, bro, I didn't do that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's crazy. So, like, on that note of losing media, um, my first video that I did uh, when I was living in Minnesota, I thought the video was prestige. Like, I thought it was like, yo, this is the hottest out right now. Content, lyrics there. It was streaming for maybe two weeks. And miraculously, the video was just gone. So, oh, shit. so I'm feeling some type of way, like, you know, as a, I mean, as a videographer, you have your wait. It was already uploaded. Yeah. Oh, but it somebody, wasn't on my channel. Somebody took it down. So when I reached out to the guys, like, yo, where my video at? Like, I paid you with full. Like, I'm, I'm not understanding why I can't click this link that I've had saved on my notepad that I'm passing out. And now it's not fucking. 
it's no not views, there. Not not there. So, and in his response, oh, my channel crashed. I got hacked. I never got another video to be compensated. Never got reimbursed. So like. In my mind, I'm thinking, like, is this how the music industry is? Like, is this, like, you already get off to a bad start as an underground artist? I'm like, is this the the life I want to pursue? Because now I feel like I feel some type of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, bro, the, it is, though. That's the crazy fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? And it's not just the music industry. It's yeah. everything we do. Just, like, networking in general in Chicago, bro. It's like people got this chip on their shoulder, like, you know what I'm saying? But why? And I don't know, bro. I couldn't understand it. Like, that's why a lot of people, like, some people charge to get on their podcast. That's all of their hustle. You know what I'm saying? But like I told you before, the whiteout thing I'm starting, that's going to be a surcharge because that's coming out of my time and me at pro production. production. You know what I'm saying? So the the podcast and getting free promo, if it's just fire-ass promo photos at that, dog, sure. and for free. You know what I'm saying? Just for coming on the platform because I want to hear your story, bro. It ain't yeah. about revenue or nothing i just want to hear your spirit talk you know what i'm saying and share each other's fucking moment for a second you know what i'm saying because yeah. this is all temporary yeah we're all on borrowed time and i feel like that's the misconception that you know a lot of us are up against like <clears throat> again because it's a human race it's a race to the end to the finish and everybody feel like if i can snake this person cut this person that's gonna put me further <laughs> right yeah but it's like boom why like what do you get out of that nothing but burn bridges do you hope that it won't happen to you yeah you know what I'm saying eventually it will yeah it fucking comes back karma comes back yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's like we're, we're we're too far in life at our current age to not have grown from our past mistakes 100 or have the ability to see somebody else make a mistake and say i can't do that i can't afford that yeah and it's like it's like man i got older cousins and younger cousins and shit and they still i'll be out partying and shit and doing their thing but you know, and then they'll feel a type of way because I'd be like, nah, I ain't going. You know what I'm saying? Because I got shit going on. I got things planning. You know what I'm saying? I've been doing this shit for 12 years. And, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So they don't see all, all the hard work. They just see everything that comes with it. You know what I'm saying? They don't see all the shit that I go through every fucking day mentally yeah. with five kids, four dogs, and a wife. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. so I'm, in, I'm in the same boat with you. Like, it's not even about the event that I can or cannot attend. It's about the time that I will have to spend while I'm there. Like, yeah. you cannot get back time wasted. You can't. And that's where I was at a point in my life with work, bro. It's just like, it was it was crazy because I seen this interesting cartoon illustration. And it was like in black and white. But the kid was in like color. Yeah. Fucking vibrant colors all around her. You know what I'm saying? Joy, happiness, super abundance going on, gratitude. You know what I'm saying? And and then she wanted to go to the park and the dad had to go to work because he was programmed to be a worker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he was all gray and gloomy. You know what I'm saying? She was full of color. And she goes to the school, and then she was trying to get creative and learn and paint and get creative on a piece of paper. And the teacher is scolding her and like, no, you got to do this, whatever, taking this creativity away. Then she's getting bullied at school, you know what I'm saying? And the color starts fading away from her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then the dad notices it on the way home, from like on the, on the train, and he tries to take her to the park. And she's like, no, I don't want to go. So she just goes home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then it's all because, like, the cycle of, like, the society, how they – built us to be, you know what I'm saying? They take away our creativity level with academics and everything else, bro, instead of just letting us be human beings and be creators like we're naturally supposed to be, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead, they'll just rob a, rob a creator for their idea and go make millions off it. Yeah, easy. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and that, that cartoon kind of like made me think of myself and then my kids, like, like, damn, am I really just fucking up? Like, the program, like that fucking dad? And 
Turned out I am, bro. And you don't you, even know you it. You just work to die. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just crazy as hell. You just, some people save lives out there. Like, you guys in the medical field, you know what I'm saying? Out there saving lives and shit. Yeah. So. And, and that's the hard part, too, because, you know, with the industry, going back to the medication uh, mentioned at the fashion show, like, they have these institutes that's supposed to support this portion of life. Yeah. And then when funds run low, medications run low, sponsorships, the funds aren't there. Now you're just off to be out in society with no coaching and reintroducing like how life is at this point. So that's another challenge in itself. So I use art to try to connect with people who I feel like could use an upbringing or not an upbringing, but use like an uplifting. Yeah. I see people every day asking for money, but like I might talk to you for a split second, but do I know your name to even be like, Hey, what's up? Good morning, Mike. How you doing, Mike? Yeah. Something simple. And again, that's another missed opportunity. How I said, you know, you walk in a room and you're not speaking. Me just knowing your name, seeing you every day, that could just be a life changing, you know, 24 hours right there for somebody. Yeah, 100%. Just saying, hey, how you doing? You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't even check up on their own people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's it's bad, too, because I was just telling my, my son this yesterday, actually, going home. It was just because, like, I've been so distanced from my parents and didn't really have that, like, bond togetherness kind of, you know what I'm saying? So it's always been, like, okay not to check in with them type of shit. So it, it was weird. So it's like I told him because it's not like it is with me and you. Like, you're with me almost every day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So the relationship we have together is completely different compared to what I had with my dad and my dad had it with his dad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he falls back in line of generations on how shit was, like, why we are the way we are. You know what I'm saying? It's not... Our curses are because our family. You got to look deeper in the roots. Like, why, why this shit happened? Why is this shit going on? You know what I'm saying? You got to ask questions. And a lot of people are scared to do their history, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, my family's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And it goes back to, like, the drinking. The drinking is the problem. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, all my aunts and my mom were partiers and shit. And, you know what I'm saying? We watched that growing up, so we became partiers and shit, too. That's why my cousins are still the way they are. You know what I'm saying? Because they just party, and we party all the time. Yeah. We party to get fucked up, you know what I'm saying? Not to fucking just chill. Enjoy the moment. Yeah, they, we get fucked black out and shit, start fighting people and shit. Fucking wild asses. Shit, that's wild. <laughs> but it changed like 10 years, like 12 years ago. You know what I'm saying? So I had a different perspective because I actually told my wife the story of fucking wanting to be a photographer and then she just bought me a camera that Christmas. Yeah. And then here we are 12 years later. Like, yeah, a short end of the story, I tell it a lot. It's like what happened though, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it, it's... It's a device that helps you connect with people. Yeah, 100%. to keep building those bridges. And I was uh, when I when I started taking photos as well. I wasn't always that outgoing to go take pictures either. Like I said, I was an introvert. So I was like, man, I ain't trying to go take pictures dealing with people's personalities. And yeah, shit, you know like. But then you gotta break out that shell. I started listening to Gary V. You, you listen to Gary V? Nah. Uh, he's like a motivator, man. He okay. Talks about like creating content. Fuck what everybody else think. Perfect is bullshit. Don't worry about being perfect because that's like our worst thing for me. I don't know for you, but that was like my thing too. Like, ah, oh, it's not, it's not perfect enough. It's not good enough. You know what I'm saying? When I used to take photos, but they were fire as fuck. You know what I'm saying? It'd just yeah. be like, because you probably like thought that Nipsey piece was like, yo, that's fire, but I, I could have did this or that. Like, so that piece took me maybe like three months to complete. Um, the initial approach came from an artist in Minnesota. Nikki reached out to me and was like, hey, I have this project I'm putting together called Art Is My Weapon. And how it works is the police department in Minnesota either confiscate 
weapons are surrendered, or however they're gained possession, they're then given to a manufacturer to break down and then given back to nonprofit organizations to give to artists to create art out of. No shit. Yeah. So I actually, I tried to have them ship that piece to me. I had the drive to go get it. Uh, so it took me three months to put together. But going back to what you were saying, like, there's no such thing as perfect. Any piece that I feel like is complete, I can pick back up on and add to it. Yeah, which is yeah. why, like, you see a lot of my pieces have, like, a lot of detail and complexity. Like, I feel like, you know, we speak in novels. And when you look at my work, like, you stop and you just, you take it all in. Like, it's not just something you will pass by in a nice hotel. Like, you actually stop and you admire the transitions in colors, yeah. depth perception, the mixed media. And oh. then if you just so happen to be in a room with the artist, <laughs> then that just changed the whole dynamics because now what you initially thought it was, it's a whole 360. It's a different. Yeah, that piece is pretty hard, man. Appreciate it. You got plaster on there? Is that plaster on the face, the texture? Uh, I think it's called modeling paste. Oh, okay. So however you lay it on there... It dries like a like a plaster, and then you just paint over it. Gives it that different kind of texture. It looks cool as fuck. Yeah. And what, then uh, what kind of paint? Acrylic? acrylic. Yeah, acrylic. I try watercolor. It dries too fast for me. I try oil. Takes too long. Uh, so this is like a happy medium for me. It looks fire as fuck though. That's just super dope. Appreciate it. So, like, all my on the <laughs> video right here. So, like, in all my pieces, I put hearts in them because it's like my connection, my passion to what I do. So, knowing the artist and then starting to see the collection as it build, it now gives you that ambition to now find this heart. Yeah, which helps you connect with you while you're trying to understand life. What What made you do Nipsey? Are you already had that in the back? Did you, um, just added it to it, kind of. No, so this, this was all from scratch. So when I, when Nikki reached out to me about the event, sent me some pictures, and I was like, okay, you know, I'll take this this AR um, and still had no idea what I was going to do with it. Sat on it, you know, the idea. I had maybe nine months before the show, and then that's when, you know, the tragedy with Nipsey happened, you know, hit us all, so... I was kind of in like a sunken place and I was like, I feel like this could be the piece to help me connect with different people like who live in the same environment, who's also, you know, chasing these same dreams. Yeah. And like, who don't like Nipsey? So why were you in a bad place at the time? Um, it just hit me. You know, like when Pac Nipsey, died, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, a bro, lot of people I, was affected when Biggie uh, died. So I didn't really just, know of uh, Nipsey either, man. Passed away. That's the sad part too. I was like, damn, this dude was gifted as fuck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was probably listening to him like maybe two, two and a half years prior to. So like I was familiar with his work. But the shit was fire after I found him. I was just like, damn, man. Yeah. I wish I could have had a conversation with this young brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause bro, where his mind was for everybody, bro, like he was teaching everybody a different game out there. You know what I'm saying? In the West Coast. A different structural game. Like a Mm-hmm. More like a fucking manual to the fucking cheat sheet, bro. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, just pay attention. Fuck all that game banging shit. You know what I'm saying? We could get money, but don't get it yeah. twisted type shit too, though. Yeah. But just get, you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's what the problem is with here in East, like Chicago, bro. Like, everybody's just, 
not part of with not not how can I say this? Not willing to be a part of a winning team. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like I like I I told somebody this shit. Like I built the stadium. All we got to do is perform in this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's all we got to do. But it seems like everybody still wants to build their own stadium. You need to coin that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like, that's that's mind-blowing. But it's it's the honest truth. Yeah. Like, a lot of uh, artists don't have that. I don't know if it's finances that's not driving it, but that positive narrative ain't selling. And that's crazy, right? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like, like you're raised as a kid to be nice. Not everybody, though. True. That's what that, you know what I'm saying. Like the the culture I grew up in, it, it was like you show weakness, you're a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Or you're a pussy. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we couldn't really go talk about feelings or anything because we'll get. I had a bunch of guy cousins. So, okay. You know yeah. Saying? Yeah. So it wasn't no. Uh, my grandfather. Though, I was able to talk to my grandfather about a lot of shit. He was always a real shit. My cousin too, but they they both passed away. Uh, my other cousins too, man. They're all passed away too. So it's like the, it's just the culture of that growing up. You know what I'm saying? Depression. Like you can see it now more in kids now. Like yeah. that's what Juice World tried to bring, uh, enlightened to, but nobody really paid attention to it. Nah. Man, I watched that dude special, bro, and I felt like, like damn. You know what I'm saying? This kid's just screaming for help, bro. His whole career. His whole career is just screaming for help, and everybody just feel that shit because they go through that shit because of the culture and everybody in the community that goes through this, like in the Your south condition. side. Yeah, bro. Like. You know what I'm saying? Growing up in the projects or dealing with mental, the hood shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just real life shit. And people, like, just overlook it. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just think about the culture now. Like, you got to shake ass and titties to even be famous. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? There's no real music out there. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> no, just, like, thinking, like, okay, let's say if I was a, a consumer of just country music, right, and you introduced me to my first hip-hop song. And now I slowly start listening to rap and I'm just looking at the bigger picture. Like, why is there no institution to help these people? What's the likelihood that all of these people have these same similarities with no help? Yeah. And they're making millions, billions, trillions. <sighs> That's crazy, right? And this is me as a, a, a consumer of country music looking in on... My culture. Yeah, yeah. Where's the help? You hear the cry. You see it on TV. See it everywhere. You hear it in the music. And there's no help. No, no. Hey, go. Hey, how you doing today? That's but but when the positivity do show up, it gets overlooked. Just like J Cole. Like J Cole yeah. don't get plays. Nah. He don't hear him all over the radio, bro. Like you should. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar, cause he's speaking a bunch of whole yeah. different shit. Yeah. People don't want to hear. <laughs> Motherfuckers like, nah, we can't play this shit at all. You got, but he's it's, still getting reels, downloads. It's, it's too advanced. It's too advanced. Yeah, bro. And that's that's the problem. It's too advanced. It's like Nas in his day. Yeah. Nas was speaking that culture shit from the beginning, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ancient fucking studies, bro. Ancient mm -hmm. pharaohs and shit, bro. We come from kings and queens, descendants of kings and queens, bro. They don't want motherfuckers talking about that shit. Nah. True knowledge. And then it's almost like being programmed again saying to like only believe in what you're being taught versus what you have the ability to learn exactly just like what's what's going on in the school system with the you know what i'm saying the indoctrination of all that yeah like that shit don't even need to be like all the way it, it is right now it's just bro just let people go to school dog. you know yeah. what i'm saying right right let these kids just grow up and then decide when they're older if that's what they want to do experience in college or what you know whatever natural people you know what i'm saying experience life that's, that's on them. 
Yeah. As far as attacking the kids like that, man, like I feel like that's just a whole different motion, different conversation. But you got to get them while you're young. Yeah. Ideally. So if you, if you feed them the information at a young age, you have a better chance of controlling them. That's why I, that's why I homeschool my kids now. Uh, yeah. My three little ones. I got three little ones at home. Yeah. Three or uh, four, three and two. So they're already like learning a lot because I read with them and shouldn't sit down with them and try to uh, just have more conversations with them because the more conversations, the more they'll learn more different words, you know, mm-hmm. and try to explain things more when they ask questions and then and like consult with them. Like, do you understand? Like, this is what, you know, yeah. break it down. So then now they're all like speaking. I was talking to my little baby. She's like just about to be two year old in December 2nd. And she's just talking so much. I told my wife, like, man, she is talking so much. Because she's got the other ones. She's already, she woke up, my wife, this morning to go to the bathroom. Yeah. She were, she's the last one on Pampers. So. Once that happens, whew, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You could breathe a little bit. Like, yeah. no more pamper fucking payment a month. Like, that's beautiful. And after all three of them, man, it'll be, all three of them are good, though. The last one will be perfect. Yeah. How, how old's your oldest, man? My oldest is 23. No shit. Yeah. So I, I got a, a head start in life. I had him when I was 12. 12? And it's crazy because, like, you know, most yeah, how people. how old are you? I'm 36. Damn, no way. Yeah. 22. Jesus. So, like. How was that, man? So, like, a lot of people, if they had the ability or opportunity to speak on it, they would say it never happened. Or they'll, you know. Yeah. They'll they'll twist the story. But, like, so me always speaking, like, yeah, I had my first kid when I was 12. Not to speak like I'm bragging, but it's like, this is my life. This is how, like, life hit me. Um, But, you know, having a good support system has allowed me to gain knowledge to give to them while still learning and living myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> my oldest, 720 credit score, two jobs, got his own place. Yeah. Like, he calls me like, hey, Pops, I'm in the uh, mall right now. They're trying to get me to open this credit card. So now we're talking finances. That's far. Because that's how open I am with my kids. Like, I want you to be able to come to me for anything. Even yeah. if I don't know it, let's learn it together. Yeah. Where other people who could be in the same predicament might not even have that connection with their kids or might not even own them. That's that that's like that's the approach that I try to take to my kids. I feel like conversating with your kids more openly. Yeah. You open more doors instead of just trying to argue the point or show uh the dominant of a father. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. if you show them an equal balanced table, like you know what I'm saying, we could sit down as men and talk about things, man. We could figure yeah. it out no matter what it is. And that's like, I, I, it's very important with the communication with our kids, especially with now with society, dog. Like, there's so many influencers out there, man. Yeah. Sh- These dog. industries is raising our kids. <sighs> Telling you. Program, bro. Because <laughs> we're trying to keep the lights on. And Fuck. and every every outlet is raising these kids. Yeah, and then the, the time they spend away from us every day. Like, yeah. you've seen how they, the women are out the house now, so the kids got to be at school and getting influence from all their friends where they're at for eight hours, 10 hours a day before you even sit down and do people don't even sit down at tables anymore. like a family, no. you know, a lot of people need that shit. You know what I'm saying? Cause a lot of people need to talk to each other, sit down and see each other face to face. How you doing? How's your day? Nobody says anything for fucking so long. That shit starts building up. You know what yeah. Like a lot of fucking, that's what I'm saying. A lot of the kids face depression and shit nowadays. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just crazy, man. So you ever dealt with depression? Still to this day, I have like episodes like 
they range like you know it can be half hour it could be a whole week yeah, yeah. um likewise man so like i get in these like i shut down it could be a positive moment and it's just like not there for me yeah i feel like i need to you know step out the room so my moment of silence ain't setting you know awkwardness amongst people that i'm around all the time um so that's why I feel like I need to paint every day. Like that's my daily dose of giving back to me. Right, therapy. Yeah. So if if I can turn around tomorrow and give a corporation eight hours of my day, I factor in sleep, I factor in commute, I factor in like where is the time where I give back to me yeah, yeah. as an individual. So it started off with a minimum of four hours because if I can give you eight, I should be able to at least give myself half of that so I just started building back on me 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 so when I have these moments where I like I feel like I'm depressed I just pick up a brush and go paint yeah before what would you do before before you started painting music music yeah and then photography the same thing or is that was just a hobby same thing? thing like I turned down so many <laughs> lucrative moments because I was just like nah. I'm, a, I'm a photographer when I feel like I need to be <laughs> exactly, I feel that one hundred percent, bro. I, I get it. You understand that I have a camera, but today I, I'm not. I'm not touching that at no yeah, amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I just need some time to just do nothing and figure it out, right? Like, yeah. just be me, real quick, dog. Like, uh, I can't. I can't remember who came up with the quote, but uh, it said, "Creative people need time to sit around and do nothing." <laughs> Creative people need time, time to, to sit around and do nothing Damn. because we're always just so doing something, something. Because, like, we're, because we have that creative ambition in us to do it. And so just, it drives us. It just never stops. It just no. keeps going. Yeah. Like like fucking, like this fucking studio. It's just, I just keep building on here. And my <laughs> son's like, dude, I can't believe you fucking built this shit. Like, my son was here. He's, that's, that's the greatest part. Like, I had a great dad moment. Because like, yeah. I'd be on his ass, too, like, as far as, like, uh, not understanding that he is watching me grow. So he knows right. what it takes to be great because he had it his whole life. But me, now taking it from his perspective, you know what I'm saying? And me just being a dad, like my dad used to be on me. I'm just re repeating that cycle of taught, you know what I'm saying? That my dad taught me of being, because he showed me that. So mm -hmm. I thought I had to do the same thing. But in reality, you just open up conversations, man, just sit there and talk more. The more you talk, the more you'll break through as showing yeah. him, guiding him the right way, you know? Yeah. And I realized that at that moment, like, man, I'm expecting you to do more, but you're watching me. You you know what it takes. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. I took it finally to take it uh, to look at it from his perspective. Like, man, this kid, because I be riding him sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. to, as a father though, just because I had him at 19, 18 too, so I was young, had to grow up fast. The 20s was gone for me. Yeah. You, I can imagine. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> and shit, man, that's crazy. 12 years old, having yeah. a baby. Like, I'm so you've been always hustling, grade. huh? I'm in sixth grade with a kid. Yeah. Damn. My friends are like, wait, this is your kid? Like, yeah, this is my kid. Damn. You 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 had to be in the, the baby's life, too? Your parents made you do it? Yeah. My mom's <laughs> like, no, nah, we're, not, we're not doing this. We're not having a repeat. Yeah. Like, you're going to be active always from this day forward. So it's been in me. That's fire, man. Shout out to moms. For sure. Um, so he, uh, he's he got any of your traits, man? 
Probably all of them, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, but, like, uh, real quick, when you was just saying shout out to moms, like, so with a lot of my collection, uh, you'll see female figures. Yeah. And that's predominantly why. Like, I feel like, you know, when we as men, we see the masculinity in each other, but then we also miss the opportunity for the queens to be also thought of mentally for their strengths and their abilities. So I try not to miss that window or moment of opportunity to give back to them as an artist to show, you know, my appreciation. So this piece I have on the table is titled The Black Queen's Race. And how the title for The Black Queen's Race came about when you think of the object of chess is to protect the king. But my vision in life is to always to protect the black queen. So I feel like the queen should always be protected in real life and in the game because life is but a game. Yeah. So this piece, the black queen's race is a symbolization of protecting the black queen on the chess on the chessboard, so she's the the bigger piece on there. You got the pawn, you got the rook, you got the knight, you got the king, and then you got the dollar sign. But it's about protecting the black queen. But going back to my son, yeah, he has a lot of uh, a lot of good quality for me, <laughs> which I'm thankful to say. Nonetheless, uh, yeah, he he looks like me, same built. Was he there at the studio? Uh, I mean, uh, 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 event with you? No, he wasn't. But he, um, whenever I have any events in Minnesota, he's there. So, so how, uh, you, you guys' relationship was like like brothers, bro, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's like it's it's still to this day hard to separate because I feel like when he's around, when I'm around him, like I feel like I'm his friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, him having the respect of me as a dad, like if something is to be addressed, then he knows that, you know, it's a father son thing, not a, you know, homie thing. Yeah. 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 We vibing same music, you know, same interests and in clothes. Like, so he knows when to separate the two. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's, that's like uh, something me and my son deal with too. Cause he's, he's uh, 19 now. So he's like, you know what I'm saying like 20 years younger than me, mm -hmm. but we got the same interests and everything like that. So it's just like, yeah, but the boundaries, because we, I, I be mean, open with them. We chilling. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We good. As long as shit get done around the career, bro, <laughs> we good. <laughs> I ain't going to be on you, like, really. But just, you know what I'm saying? You got to just pick up the slack around you for yourself. That's it. That's all you need to do. He graduated this year. So, so like, I've been on his ass for, instead of just letting him enjoy his, like, little moment right now. You know what I'm saying? Kick yeah. back. Like, he, he, he graduated. You know what I'm saying? But. It's just me just, like, showing him, though. Like, not really realizing that he's been with me every day and coming to the studio. He's learning. He's understanding. I told him the other day, like, there's a seat at the table, bro. You just got to sit there. You know what I'm saying? Just look at it from the outside in and see what we need to do or pick up or, you know what I'm saying, slack that needs to be done. Yeah. Pick it up. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's good. The shit's eventually inevitably going to drop down to your lap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. so but, like, he sees the, the, uh, the vision that you have and the ambition that you have. So yeah. those traits will go over them as well. Cause like you said, it's gonna it's gonna be yours. Yeah, yeah. 
and that was cool that he seen the whole structure go down, man. Like, uh, like that's where we're at now. Like, just teaching him shit because, like, a lot of the shit, like, I think he should know. Yeah, it's like I really failed at not teaching him and me taking the accountability for that. You know what I'm saying? Because, because uh, me as a father, just thinking that he should have the common sense of understanding what we're doing here, but he never really was taught. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't. I was always doing the shit by myself instead of just having it with me. Plus, the mom had him. Yeah. You know I'm saying vice versa, custody shit. And so, yeah. uh, but now he's here now. He's graduated. He's been with me since the fucking summer. So he's been just chilling, bro. You know, doing his thing and watching. That's love. You know what I'm saying? So I'm grateful as hell for it. You know what I'm saying? The, the family moment or the, the dad moment where we fucking did this shit together. So, yeah. So, like, that's what I said. The, the friend and the father thing, I could relate to that shit too because it's kind of like the same similar boat that I go through. But just only because we have that open conversation with our kids too to let yeah. them know like motherfucker you better <laughs> right <laughs> i'm still your dad dog and i feel like for me that connection just helps me feel young yeah me too to keep up with them you know what i'm saying yeah yeah that's what i think about too like man like my little ones now like you know what i'm saying there's two and three like i can't wait till i'm you know what i'm saying gonna be able to still be able to kick it with them because they're gonna be like 21 i'll be like 55 yeah. you know what i'm saying still be able to chill whatever the hell hopefully you know what i'm saying yeah Give it up to the most high for that, but oh yeah, for the most part, yeah, man. I think the father is like the best thing you can be on the planet, though. Like, just to have that, that, that feeling, bro. My son won't understand until he becomes a father. You yeah, know it's just like a different feeling. Yeah, it's crazy. Like especially girls, you got the girls. Rules, the rules change. Yeah, two <laughs> the rules change definitely for the girls. <laughs> yeah, I got two girls. Yeah, I got four. Yeah, all four. <laughs> I know, man. I I got punished, I guess. Yeah, sixteen-year-old uh, daughter and a ten-year-old daughter, Tatiana in London. That's fire, man. Well, yeah. salute to your queens, and uh, back to your um, painting too. Yes, man. The queens we always need to take care of. I just told my little nephew this today yeah. about him disrespecting his mom. You know what I'm saying? That's your mom, bro. Like she's the only one there for you, right? And you're over here giving her all this hard time. All she wants you to do is graduate. That's it. Yeah. It's not that hard. It's yeah. not you just being mad for That's the intro to life. But that's that's because of dad relationship. My, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to speak on it, but yeah. You know what I'm saying? It just went through a terrible time with my brother and shit and him. So and I'm trying to be there for him, but I'm not the dad. You know what I'm saying? I only can do so much. I'm the uncle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I can just be there for him. That's it, really. And his mom texted me the other day, so you know what I'm saying? I feel Papa's gotta get in his ass now. So you know what I'm saying? Right. Get your ass in line, boy. What are you doing? Can't come over because you want to come over today, but nah, you ain't that ain't sliding. Why not? You know what I'm saying? Because what do you think this is, bro? You yeah. think I'm just gonna let this slide? Like, no, <laughs> this ain't where you come to dodge your responsibilities. Yeah, man. So talk about this piece behind you too, bro. This Batman piece, the Chicago piece. You got everything on the black. That shit's fire as hell. The jazz. You got the, you got the, the, the fucking. Uh, so this piece is titled Homecoming. Um, my approach on this one was like basically giving back to. Me coming home, um, my mom was like, oh, don't move back to Chicago for her own reasons. So I just thought, you know, a lot of people don't even know, for starters, that a lot of the Batman movies were filmed in Chicago. Yeah, so like, yeah. we're the real Gotham City. Yeah, for real. So I just tied in the loop, the beans. So it was just, like, all things Chicago. I plan on doing, like, a three-part series of this and doing, like, maybe all the museums yeah, it's, you, you, it's, you could do like the South Side version, the North Side version. Yeah. And that one's sick, though. Like you can tell, like, this wasn't a rush piece. Like, I cut out. And he got the old school leather hat. 
Yeah, 1920s. So this this piece was coming together when uh, they were debating if the Bears was going to go to Arlington Heights. Are they still going? They're going to Arlington Heights, right? I don't know what they're doing. I know they put a bid in for the space. I don't know if yeah. they got it or not. They announced it. Yet. So I know the Bears was playing in the 20s, so I just like hand cut out the pieces for the helmet. I cut out the pieces for the basket on the Ferris wheel. You left out the socks in there? Yeah, no, no, no. Socks is right here. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, right up under the uh, See Chicago the Cubs theater. over there. Got the uh, Hawks, the Blackhawks, yeah. yeah, the Jazz, the the Ferris wheel, the the L. Yeah, got the loop. So I threw all the colors in there. Instead you of got just the Chicago sign from the Chicago Theater. Yeah, that should go crazy. Yeah, it's I I, I skyline. Like uh, and so how this piece came about, I was just sitting around family flipping through a magazine. I seen a guy had a suit on, pretty average, and I just tore the page out. Turned the page again and seen like a model with some sunglasses on. I tore that one out and I think it was a a McLaren a McLaren ad for Chicago that has the skyline in it. And I was like, "Yo, this would be crazy if I turned this into like a modern day Batman in Chicago. Like this could be the Batman version. This is Batmobile because it's got the Chicago skyline in it." And from there, I just sketched it out and. I don't. I just felt like I needed to stop because it was just getting too detailed, and um, it's it's, it's definitely fire though. It's <laughs> that shit is sick as hell. What would you sell that piece for? <sighs> Probably two, two bands. Yeah, man, that's just fire as hell. Man, I don't even. I don't even put it up there for like fucking twenty bands. Like fuck it. Yeah. See what happens. On some short, real shit, that Nipsey piece, I'll put that bitch for like twenty bands. Actually, I I sold it. Did you? Yeah. So. Shout out uh, Diari. He uh, just copped it. So I got to actually bring it to him uh, next month. Oh, that's fire then. So I'll salute to that, man. Yeah, I'm Congratulations. going to be on the East Coast for my birthday in celebration. So, Wow, that's fire. I actually passed up the opportunity to flip it for more. Because it's, it's not always about the financial gain for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because at any point I can sell any of this for a dollar. Fire. Um, I feel like that'll slow down my creativity, slow down the production. I feel like the value of time would just be of essence. Like, you wouldn't appreciate that I spent 10 years working on this because you're not trying to pay me what I'm asking for. Yeah. So it's like a bargain. Um, and then I would rather put it in the right hands. That's because if, cause if I sell it to you and you just put it in the closet, what good does that do for me? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I told homeboy about that Jordan piece, man. Like yeah. I told him, like, you know, what I'm saying I paid him six, I think, six hundred for it. Yeah, it's fire. And it's like a one of a kind. So it's like I told him one day I'm just gonna put it up for a million and see what happens. Like if somebody bites it, somebody buys it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Who knows? Jordan might buy that motherfucker. Like, fuck it, I'll buy it. You know what I'm saying? It's dope though. And if Jordan buys it, you know what I'm saying? That's all it takes for that shit to be a million dollar piece. You know what that does for him? Because it makes him a million dollar artist. Easy. And then now his pieces just went up to like fucking 200,000 pieces or something. Like maybe even another mill ticket. Guess yeah. what? I got five more of those motherfuckers just sitting there. Yeah. And it's all, that's all it takes. You ever heard of that dude, David, David Cho? The, face, the, the Facebook fucking artist that like did all the murals for Facebook. And Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, so his story is very interesting. His shit's on Joe Rogan if you ever get a chance to listen to him. He's got like three of them with Joe Rogan. Okay. And uh, you could see the spiritual growth, man, in all three episodes. Like the last one, it's the greatest one, man, because it's just 
I feel like everybody needs to go through that transition as he talks about it. Like yeah. going out there, living life, and then re- can fucking realizing that what you did in the middle of life, and then at the end of life, you realize what life is all about. And it's just like, it's so simple. Life is so simple, bro. Yeah. <laughs> when you really, it really is. when you really sit down and think about it, like everything's for free, like literally. You just got to work it a little bit to get it. You know what I'm saying? Vegetables, fruits, you could grow all that shit, harvest every year. Like, yeah. no problem. Water, you could pump that shit out the earth if you need to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? So, like, everything's free. You just got to work to get it to set up your fucking foundation. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. where homesteads need to come back to reality and coming back and, like, being a tribe with our families, man. Because I feel like that's what we need to get back to. And a lot of families are dysfunctional and not even together anymore. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because a lot of them can't even talk to each other or open up, like you said, without judgment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To our own family. You know what I'm saying? Because they'll either open up or go spread some rumors or, you know what I'm saying, talk shit behind your back. And it's just a, it's a sad thing about, like, society. You know what I'm saying? You just and, and even tapping on, you know, on that, like, you think, like, maybe some time had passed, 20, 30 years, and it's like, you don't even know why y'all not even talking anymore. <laughs> y'all just not talking. Yeah, just not talking for some dumb shit. Yeah. Like... For instance, man, I had a cousin call me, and I ain't talked to him, and we had a foul out, and we went, we chilled, we went to a baseball game and chilled, and then, like, he hasn't called me since then, and he calls me randomly just to ask me for some money, like, mm. and then, like, he ain't never called me since, ever since I told him no either, you know what I'm saying? He's just, that's that's just, that's just, just weird to me, dog, like, you, you call me for just a certain reason, right? you can't call me just for no reason, you know what I'm saying? And it's like this, that, that shit right there just makes you, like, kind of be pissed or just be like, yeah, you know what, got to just keep moving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all they see is they see what everything, what, what comes, not what comes with it, though. Like, come chill yeah. with me, bro. Come learn some shit. Come, yeah. come get inspired, y'all. Don't, don't be there sitting there hating or try to be, I'm not saying they're hating or anything, but just like yeah. just what people think is a perception of you, you know what I'm saying, for being your artist or creating art. People hate on you just because you create an art, bro. Like, yeah. you know it's what I'm like saying? it's raining outside. You go outside with an umbrella. Oh, look, he got an umbrella. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? Like, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, bro. Know, man. It's just, Life is crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. So fucking. Um, what was your first painting of, man? Uh, my first painting I sold for like forty bucks. It was like a purple elephant. It was just like a random request. Um, I actually didn't even put that up like on any platform. I think the second piece I did was maybe like three drafts walking and I just posted it with a simple caption and somebody was like, how much you want for it? And I'm like, oh, you see interest in this? Yeah. yeah. It's potential behind this. I was just putting it out just as a, a post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just was like, okay, well, let me maybe look into this more because this is actually helping me with building back on me. And from there, it's just it just skyrocketed. That's and then I was seeing like, uh, if I can give a corporation eight hours, why can't I give myself four? Um, and then from there, I just kept developing and developing. And I grew a, a passion for it. That's fire, man. Like it's I don't know. Were you always art? Were you always an artist? Uh, my pops drew a little bit, and I would always be like, I like, hey, can you draw a car? He draw a car, and I trace it. Yeah. So, I could say maybe my inspiration started as a, a kid, um, but I didn't really tap into it until, like, maybe five years ago. No shit. Yeah. Like, I haven't been painting a long time. That's fire as hell. <laughs> and I just be walking through my crib like, damn, I painted this. I painted this. I get online. 
I got sweatshirts in Costa Rica. Like Yeah, like that shirt right there you painted too? Yeah. Right there. So this one, it's a prototype. Like I haven't finalized on it. This one's gonna be called a uh, World Tour. Again, you know, black female, female yeah, yeah. artist. Um, it's gonna have all the cities, states, and countries that I got products in from T shirts, sweatshirts, paintings. Just to show my development, my growth, how far I've been, you know, able to get a product to. Yeah. To hopefully inspire somebody to say, dang, if he was able to do it. Shit, you you already inspired me to do it, bro. <laughs> like, like, like I ain't got no merch at all, dog. Like we can even uh, try to collab on it, like a sweater, bro. Like a, a sick ass sweater, bro. For real. Like, cause I I, kinda, I was just telling my son because I was looking at tie dye videos. Yeah. Because I like I got like a tie dye fucking cushion coffee hoodie, right? Okay. And I like the style of the tie dye, and I was like, man, I'm gonna start fucking learn how to tie dye and shit, bro. Like. And that's how I start. Yep. Cause like it's just like I want to just be unique, not just like everybody else. Like you know what I'm saying? So I stamped the motherfucking cushion coffee thing, like I did on this jacket. I found this fucking jacket for thirty dollars. I had a one of those uh, screen press ones. And yeah. I just pressed that bitch on there. Fucking it was dope. <laughs> like fuck it, put that bitch on anything. Yeah. So we're in the process of trademarking that shit too. So we're just trying to. I told my son once that shit gets trademarked, Dad, I'm putting that shit on everything. Yep. <laughs> Every fucking thing. So like for you, man, like how many pieces you painted right now to date? I probably say maybe sixty, which don't seem like a lot, but if you look at you know the, time. the quality of the work, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not Amazon, I'm not mass producing. Like <laughs> you're gonna have to wait if you want it. But it's worth it. Do you be selling prints and shit of your work or no? Uh, I've tried. I just haven't had like the right marketing approach. Um, and then good. I think it's just it just goes back to the originality for me, like having that one of one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I like. So maybe I like. I'm missing the opportunity to push prints because I just I want people to appreciate art. Well, shit, people still get prints of Mona Lisa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> So you got to look at it at that right too, because for six dollars. But, but the original, you know, it always costs more. The original always costs more. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know what I'm saying, don't, 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 don't devalue yourself to where you can actually do this forever off yeah. not no nine to five. You know what I'm saying? Because that can fuel your your studio. You know what I'm saying? Those, those prints or whatever. Because you got some fire ass shit, bro. Just uh, Nipsey won't be able to get printed because that's a one on one. <laughs> you take a picture of it. That's about it. But it won't have the same. So what I was mentioning, uh, I don't think I got a chance to talk to about talk about the history of the frame. So when I moved to Chicago, I was working at uh, K Jewelers on State of Monroe, which used to be uh, CD Peacock Jewelers. Okay. So that was the original jewelry store connected to the Palmer House. So when the Chicago fire occurred and the city burned down, the safe inside of the jewelry store was the only thing that managed to survive the fire. So this frame actually came from the original jewelry store, the CD Peacock Jewelers that was on State of Monroe. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So I have uh, a total of four frames. That's one of them. The other one I did was a uh, Andy Warhol theme art show I got invited to. So it's got like stripes, a lot of colors, and it's got keys all over it. Keys and communication. Because the key to life is communication. Yeah. So in each box, it's a four-panel box. It's a different style of lips with teeth. So the first one is like prestige teeth, nice lips. The next one is like teeth with braces on them. Okay. So it's just showing different walks of life. 
And then you at the uh the other one I had had like a gold grill. And then in that fourth box it was just a key by itself. So whether you know you come from a silver spoon where you didn't have to really work hard at life, it's about communication still because you're dealing with contracts and, you know, yeah. big numbers. The person trying to get their life in order with the braces, you know, it's about building on you, self-care, self-love. And then the person with the gold grill is just, you know, nine to five in it, you know, not paying taxes on their income. And it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's all about how you communicate to get your product across and make that money. Yeah. The other one I'm planning on putting uh, Kobe Bryant on it. Uh, I think I'm going to do that one with some similarities to like a 2K NBA uh, video game cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overlay uh, some basketball cards, some uh, magazine covers, interviews, and just stack it and have it look like, you know, real three-dimensional. Yeah, because it's Nipsey one with that rifle on it. That shit, like, it's, it's just like it's lining. Like, it's perfect. And it's just like... It's just like a perfect piece, bro. That shit's fire as hell. Yeah. Shout out to the guy that bought that shit, though, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Diari. Appreciate it. <laughs> I, I'm sad I'm letting it go, and I feel like that's my, my biggest setback is, you know, the separation of the piece. Yeah. But still, like, the appreciation of somebody wanting to invest in me. Yeah. That's, just, that's, that's, that's how you felt about the same piece. Like, yeah. It's like, man, I don't want to let it go, though. You know what I'm saying? But... Since you're investing into me, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be stupid for me not to. You know what I'm saying? Just because I, I told him, like, bro, he's like, what would you pay for it? I was like, I'll give you 1200 for it. You know what I'm saying? Just right. like, he's like, for real? I was like, yeah, that's what I, it's a dope piece, bro. It's unique. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's kind of crazy. It's almost similar to shit like yours, the side face. Yeah. And uh, that's, man, that's a nice ass piece. So from where you're sitting, do you think you can spot the heart in the painting? The heart in the painting? Yeah, because remember I was saying, like, I There's put always arts, a heart. Yeah, to just show the correlation of my, my passion for art. Is it by his nose? No. Like, upper nose right here? Like, his eyeball? Nope. I'll give you one more. All right, all right, all right. Probably like clear as fuck too. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the crazy part because once I point it out, it's gonna be hard to not see it. Man, that's what I'm saying. All right, go ahead, point it out. Where the Great Lakes at? Oh shit, that's yeah. fire. Yeah, yeah, that's fire. Damn, that's super dope. So again, once you learn the artist, now you have that mindset when you come across a piece to actually spend time and appreciate it. To just look for that moment, that connection. Yeah. That's cool as fuck. Appreciate it. So where were you before you came back to Chicago? Minnesota. Minnesota? Yeah. You just said that. What was up there, man? Family. Family? Yeah. So uh, I moved what? to Minnesota when I was six. Oh, okay. So I didn't really have a choice. Um, and just seen this opportunity to rebuild on life. Married. Yeah, family, kids. Um, I love where I'm at right now. So, going back to the comment when I was saying like you can't get back time wasted. Like I don't know where I would be now in life if you know my mom didn't move me out of Chicago. Yeah, but seeing this opportunity to like fight the stigma about like you know oh Chicago, you say Chicago people you know they clutch their pearls, unless you downtown and you got money. 
Yeah. But Chicago's a beautiful city. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the people are still great, man. Yeah. Just, you, you gotta, you know, the negative ones. Yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, your energy alone would stay away from energy, negative energy anyway, so. I always move on a positive vibe because I ain't got time for it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no energy for none of that <laughs> negative shit, dog. <laughs> it's too draining. Like the other day, I had to address on on Instagram, man, just to, while I'm outside with my kids. Like I could just see a lot of people complaining and wanting recognition and shit. Like, bro, just do it for you. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to sit there and say, I did it first or I'm this the reason why you're inspired to do this. Oh, that's great. You're inspiring people. That's what you're supposed to do bro, right. in life. <laughs> You're not supposed to be getting gratification for inspiring people. That's what we're supposed to do as human beings, bro. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? And plus, like, just talking shit and addressing people for clout. That's just, just weird. Like, just, just do about you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just go about your day. Don't waste it on negative energy and negative people. Just, like, like, like the the new thing we started, the whiteout thing, right? I was like, man, I didn't want to do it because it's, like, too cliche. Mm -hmm. But my son was like, that's so fucking what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he's like, just fucking do it. Nobody's doing the whiteout thing. Nobody's no. doing the, the, the angles like you. So just fucking try it and do it and just upload it. You know what I'm saying? And if nobody likes it, who fucking cares? Just keep uploading it. Yeah. It's going to take win. But like I said, we just dropped that video this morning. So it's kind of, like, in the right direction right now. And then we're just trying to make things happen, man. Just, uh, you know, one day by day. Yeah. Keep talking to people new people every day and building relationships with everybody that comes on the podcast, you know? Yeah. And just hopefully inspiring or do something together, you know what I'm saying? Because this shit's fire. Like, if we could come up with a dope-ass sweater like that, we could definitely. Like, at any given time, I'm always working, like, in advance. Like, I could physically be working on something, but I'm mentally working on something else. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to the creative, people need time to sit around and do nothing. So, at any given time, I probably got, like, maybe six to ten different concepts I can just drop at any moment. Yeah. And just say, oh, oh, I've been here this. I've just been sitting on it. I just had to finalize this. And you just wait for it just to play out the right time to drop it. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like when the opportunity comes, like, oh, okay, I already got this. You know what I'm saying? Let's go with this. Yeah, so um, with one of my pieces, I'm working on doing a, a annual hoodie for one of my friends I had lost, Donald. Uh, he died in a car crash. So every year, like around Halloween, I want to drop like uh, a special edition where oh. all those proceeds that go to his daughter. Oh, that's fire. So like you wouldn't even pay me for the product. It would just go straight to her account. Oh, that's super dope. <clears throat> so I'm trying to line that up. You know, it's about timing. So I got to make sure everything makes sense yeah. dollars wise and just, you know, run maybe 50 to 100. And that way it could just get started and then it just keep gravitating. Like. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, you know, me connecting in life and giving back because, you know, it ain't always about me. So I feel like that can inspire somebody else to do something for somebody else and not always be self-centered. So, yeah, a lot of my pieces have, like, really meaningful connections, and that's how all the, you know, how I transpire a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah. And you said painting helped you, too, with the medicine. Like, what, what was the medicine that you were on or taking at the time? Um, I forget what it was. Like, I had one in for just an annual, and I was telling my um, my doctor, like, you know, I'd be having, you know, these episodes and going through, like, this questionnaire and, you know, yes, no, on the scale of 1 to 10, like, in your vow. Yeah, yeah. So she's like, you know, you're showing signs of depression, you know, which is why I feel like this was the perfect time to mention it. Like, you know, you're in this field. You can give some advice. You know, I can speak on it without feeling judged. Yeah. 
So, you know, she's going over the list of medications. I don't know what to choose. This ain't what I came here for. So, you know, what would you recommend? So she's, you know, going just over the general side effects for the options that she may, you know, push as an option. But she was like, oh, you know, it, you know, it, it may alter your libido. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I know I might not look like I should know what that means, but <laughs> if you're telling me I'm coming to you today because I'm having issues with, you know, life. Yeah. And you're trying to give me a product that's going to have me coming back for erection or dysfunction. Like, I don't want ED. It's giving you another problem. Yeah, so I seen that as an eye-opener for me in life. Like, you got to you gotta watch for those opportunities where you can fall short for just not knowing. Yeah. You ever... So I, I, never, I never took medication for depression. No. No. You, you ever tried microdosing? You ever heard of that? No, what's that? Uh, shrooms? Microdosing at a low level, it's like a, it's such a low level. Like you, like uh, the average dose for some of the recreational use would be like three point five to have like visuals and. Okay. But I wouldn't recommend anybody that's just trying to get into shrooms to jumping in like that. I'll just let it like take a half a gram so you can see the effects. But yeah. O- overall, like it, um, it calms you down and gives you more focus on what the now. You know what I'm saying? Okay. The now, not worry about the tomorrow or the future or what, what happens an hour ago. You're just more focused on what you got going on. Especially for painting for you, it'd probably be more focused on just can't wait to get home type shit and get, yeah. get, in, and get in the mood, you know what I'm saying? And like, and it definitely ain't gonna give you ED, you know no, what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't do that. But like, when I when I have those moments when I'm locked in on my art and I grab my wife and I'll be like, dang, she's like, what? I'm like, I need to show you something. So she'll come and I'll be like, do you see the difference? And she was like, no, it looked the same it did two hours ago. <laughs> and it's just like, I'm, I'd be so locked in on like making sure I don't miss the mark. Yeah. Sometimes I like might overlook the opportunity to just keep it simple. Yep. So that's like, I was building this wall and my son kept saying, dad, you're just overkilling it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's like, dude, it looks good already. Why don't you paint it? You know what I'm saying? Just right. paint it already. It looks good already. But I keep going looking at the divots in the wall and shit and just want to replaster it, make it look smooth and good. You know what I'm saying? But, when you blow it out with the light, you couldn't even fucking tell anyway. So I was just like, yeah, you're right. Dog. No, it looks it look good. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Man, um, for the future, man, what, what you got planned, man? Uh, for the future. What's your ultimate goal in the next year? What's a couple of your goals in the next year or two? I'm working on this book uh, called Meet Dave. Me, Dave? Meet. Me, oh, Dave. meet? Yeah, so like you, like an introduction. So it's titled Meet Dave because I'm going to be introducing a character, 12-year-old kid dealing with real-life issues, the anxieties, the depressions of the world, binge eating. So just a lot of those disorders. Um Pretty typical elementary school setting. Uh, he does a lot of his dialogue with his friends at the lunchroom table. He gets a lot of his knowledge from life while being in the library. So that's another approach for me to get people back to doing more reading, is to illustrate a book about a character in the library reading, getting knowledge. Um, 
so essentially you'll grow with the character with his characteristics I, I'm starting him on a lock journey so you grow with the character and you grow with the artist at the same time just speaking about like real life issues shit we go through as yeah. a 12, especially for a 12 year old in your experience yeah yeah exactly so I feel like this is the perfect opportunity where I could tap into that world of artistry putting some literature behind my thoughts putting some illustration behind it and seeing where that go. But that's just like my, my next year. I can't tell you, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. too yeah, far yeah, from yeah, that because, yeah. you know, tomorrow could, you know, make a difference for next month. Like a series of books, though? Or just like a one whole book? Nah, a series. Yeah, a series. So, be like some fucking Harry Potter type shit. Yeah, so starting him off in elementary. Essentially, he had grown to uh, be in middle school. Then he gets into a relationship. But right now, you know, he's in a a single household with his mom, his two brothers. So it's like essentially recapping my life through illustration. Um, so that's that's the approach to do multiple multiple series. When when did you sell your first piece? You said it was for forty dollars, right? That first piece, the elephant, yeah, with the purple maybe, elephant. Maybe two thousand eleven. Damn, twelve years ago. Yeah. Damn. And just to grow from to there to now, could you could you imagine you be no, here now? Not at all. <laughs> so I now still, that you look, like, not I still walk in my my art space. And I'm just amazed, like every day, like that, this, this is, is mine. Me. Yeah, like I did this. Right, I just did that the other day. And it's just like, man, this is crazy. Yeah, just think about it. Like I was just sitting here, actually, the other day. Me and my bro, me and my son, actually, we were sitting here. We took shrooms and watched Harry Potter. Speaking of Harry Potter, and shit. yeah, <laughs> and experienced that shit. Like it's it's if it's a different world, man. Harry Potter's a different world, and that shit. You know what I'm saying, but. Yeah. Then I sat down and thought about it, like, damn, this shit just looked up like, damn, this is all me. You know what I'm saying? Like all the years and preparation came down to this. And it's like reflecting back on what we don't do as artists. We don't really reflect back because we're always just moving forward. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Until we sit back and realize like the shit that we've done. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'll be going through my phone, man. And it's be like, like, God damn. Yeah. We did a lot. I don't even remember doing that. Like, <laughs> but, you, but you see the growth. Yeah, man. And uh, like now. That's why I'm interested to see like your old pieces get back to like ten years ago. I still, pieces. I still got some of my old pieces. Um, Do you got a favorite piece? All of them. <laughs> That's the hard part. Uh, I got a piece. Well, I did like maybe three. It was called Moonwalk. I did a uh, astronaut on the moon with a lawnmower. I did another astronaut piece. Well, like he's cutting the moon. Like he's yeah, cutting. yeah. I did another piece where uh, it was like a. Um, Maybe like a piece of wood. And I was brainstorming and I just ended up putting like an astronaut out of space that glows in the dark. So it's charging during the day, so it glows at night. And then um I did uh another astronaut piece where it was like an eye. So his his helmet was like the pupil, and then it was like real psychedelic. I would probably say my my most favorite piece. It had to be the Nipsey. Has to be the Nipsey. <laughs> and now looking back at it. Yeah. 
How much? How much time is in that Nipsey piece? Three months. For real? Three months. Damn. And that's what working full time, doing everything too, yeah. right? And then the canvas, again, given the history, like I didn't want to put too many mistakes on it while I'm putting chemicals on it to strip it. So I'm just trying to keep the frame in the original setting and state. So what was the original picture on it? That's what they used to market like jewelry ads, like rings and bracelets. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Just in like the, the 60% store. off type shit? Yeah. Oh, no so that's shit. That's what the frame they used back at CD Peacock Jewelers, which was the original jewelry store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah. So now you reflect back on it, like right now. So what do you think about it, man? Like as far as like you becoming the artist that you are today, from just picking up the brush. I mean, it definitely got me the recognition as an artist in this direction. Like, cause you know, I would I would post art all the time, and, and people would probably think like, oh, this is just a hobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like this piece is what set the stage. So now from there, I don't have a choice but to keep elevating. Um, I look back on it and think it's unfortunate that Nip, you know, Nipsey had to die for me to create this piece. So this was also me giving back to him as an artist and building on me as an artist at the same time by showing my appreciation. Yeah, bro. Said Nipsey helped me get to this next level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just to listen to his music, the motivation music, talking about yeah. double up, man. You know what I'm saying? All money yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to find it And pushing and realizing your brand, what you stand on. You know what I'm saying? You have the power as the creator. And he always talked about as creators, like we're going to have the power in the years to come because we're going to be the ones creating this shit. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people are, if you think about everybody that's going like and starting their own LLC and their own businesses, their own brands, yeah. like people didn't know anything about branding. Until like Rick Ross came around, started branding shit, or even uh, Master P and all them started branding their shoes, the No Limit gear, yeah. and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that. That's where we're going now, where we're killing big corporate because now corporate, we're no longer the consumers. We're we're many corporates now because we're making our own stand, our own art, yeah. taking control of our own revenues. You know what I'm saying? And which people like you will get a hold of a company that'll promote you or something, and they get like what. 60, 40 or something just because yeah. so, they're doing all the work and you're just sitting back and that's how they try to put it. But mm-hmm. when naturally you're, you're the creator. So you own like, like Kanye West, man. Like, yeah. fuck, you yeah, know what I'm saying? You own hundred percent of that's it. That's your art, bro. Don't let nobody fucking dictate your shit. You know what I'm saying? That's why you got to stand on it. Like, that's why I'm doing the approach for the coffee thing. Like everybody wants to rush me. Like everybody that I be talking to now, cause it yeah. kinda, you know, the shit brings people that yeah. start seeing and, you know, leeching and, Mm-hmm. lurking and I, I listen to some of them if they speak good game you know what i'm saying yeah. then it's different but if you're just hooping hollering like a canary i can just see right through that now your energy tells me everything just let these motherfuckers talk long enough you can see yep. who everything. they are <laughs> who they truly are right. all right yeah all right cool yeah without even knowing <laughs> yep just let them be because yep. they'll show their true colors eventually man and that's why i'm just trying to take it like very slow at my own pace with it like just not even rush it and just try to help everybody out, like the guy like you, you know what I'm saying? Just coming on, telling your story, bro. Yeah, and I appreciate it. Definitely appreciate it. I love, bro. Appreciate you stopping by and fucking chatting it up with me, man. Appreciate the, man, the whole 12-year-old thing. That shit got me crazy. I know, and a lot of people, like I said, they wouldn't even speak on it just due to the the age you know, of being a, a father. Yeah. A lot of people shy away from speaking on it. 
And like still to this day when we out, I'm like, you know, this is my son. They're like, this your son? Yeah, this is my son. Damn, that's fire, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on, dog, telling your story, sharing your art. Shout out to the Queens again. The piece you got over here with the chessboard protecting the Queens. It's all about the Queens. Shout out to Nip, RIP Nip. Appreciate you coming through. Shout out to your queen coming with you. And that Chicago Gotham piece is amazing. Two bands, man. Get them a man's. Support your local artists. You know what I mean? Tap in for the love of the art, not just because you like to be like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Have some meaning behind it, man. Tap in with everybody, man. Stop being Stop being those uh, introverts. You know what I'm saying? Start going out there and conversating. Any last words before we get out, man? Any motivational words? Uh, just be a better you today for tomorrow. That's it. You already said, man. Hey, and stop worrying about everybody else, man. Just go out there and do you. It's your boy, Jay Banner, man. We out. Wale, take us home with the middle finger, man. This is called